What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of the podcast. You guys are here because you're excited for my guest. I'm excited for the guest this week. You guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with the conversation I had with someone who's frankly overqualified to be on the show. So I can't thank Brenda Green enough for taking some time out of her crazy busy schedule to hop on here and talk a little bit about Gonzaga basketball, her time in broadcasting, uh, and just some fun little questions I have for every guest I have on the show. If you guys are familiar with what uh, kind of the layout is of the show, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're brand new to the show, you guys are going to, I think, be pleasantly surprised. If you like what you hear, make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button and smashing the subscribe button on YouTube. This podcast is also available audio only on platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, basically everywhere. So. If you are listening on one of those platforms or you're watching right now on YouTube, I can't thank you guys enough for helping support the show. Good start to 2021. I think you guys are going to like this a lot. First episode of the new year. Many great episodes to come. Again, big shout out to today's guest, Brenna Green, sports director at Creme 2 Sports, which is the CBS affiliate out of Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area. So hopefully you guys like what you hear. With that said, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of All the Best Things. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. Uh, she's a Gonzaga graduate whose journey through broadcasting has allowed her stops in, correct me if I'm wrong now, uh, Great Falls, Montana, Reno, Nevada. And now you've planted some roots here in Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area. Uh, she's the acting sports director at Creme 2 News, uh, based out of Spokane, the CBS affiliate. Please welcome to the podcast, Brenna Green. Brenna, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And that th that is correct. I, I like to say I've um I'm doing the West Coast tour. Okay, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad you were able to spare some time. I know as a sports director, you're you're crazy busy. And as a Gonzaga graduate, you're obviously busy with basketball season in full swing now. Things may be a little different than normal. Um but first, let's jump uh, jump into kind of your your start, your journey, if you will, into broadcasting. How did you know that that broadcasting was kind of your your niche, if you will? Um, you know, the story of how I decided I wanted to do this is perhaps one of the weirdest stories of all time. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Um, you know, I was, I was a junior in high school and I I grew up obsessed with sports like. Like I, I started going to Oregon Duck football games when I was in like third grade. Like okay. some of my, like one of my first memories is like Tara Lipinski at the Olympics. Like that's like one of my first very vivid memories. Awesome. Okay. So, you know, I was in second grade when uh, the Blazers um, had their big, uh, their, their big run. Uh, and then, you know, Kobe killed us in game seven of the Western Conference Finals. So right, right. You know, I have a lot of really young memories with sports, but um, I uh, I decided, uh, well, my junior year, I was in um, The Sound of Music at my high school. Um, okay. I had just uh, retired from my athletic career. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and so I was like, oh, I guess I'll go be in the play now. And um, and so anyways, I was one of like 30 nuns in the musical. Um, and so 
we did like a preview event and my best friend's mom afterwards and i'm still convinced to this day she that she was just making this up but whatever um she was like brenna like you were so emotive up there like you should definitely you should go into tv sports broadcasting and i was like in my brain i'm like there's literally no way you could pick me out of 30 nuns that are all in the same outfit that all have right. habits that are like literally <laughs> like there's just no way but thank you um and yeah. i walked up to somebody afterwards and i was like oh sherry said that i should be in tv sports broadcasting and i was like that's not actually a bad idea and then i just like that was kind of it like okay. i never really yeah i never really um wavered from that and you know i went to college that was that was my major when i got to college and sure kind of what it's been ever since so i love it well let me yeah. ask you this how did how did you find gonzaga you grew up in portland right portland yeah. area how did you find gonzaga how did they just have a great notable broadcasting program or or what in fact no Okay. Um, I'm not saying that Gonzaga doesn't have a good broadcasting program, but, um, but it's not well known compared to other ones. I mean, like WSU has a pretty well known one. Um, right. you know, it came down between Gonzaga and TCU for me and TCU, um, in the Fort Worth area, they have a really well known broadcasting program as well. Okay. Uh, to the point that my freshman year, they were in the Rose Bowl and they had a, they had a commercial for their journalism school on the Rose Bowl and I like actually started crying because I was like, did I make the wrong decision? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know. Right, right. Um, but I went to um Jesuit high school in Portland. Okay. Um, and so Gonzaga is a Jesuit school, obviously Jesuit High School is a Jesuit school. Um yeah, yeah. and one of my I was very much into leading retreats and a part of campus ministry at my high school. And so um, that community that was there, I, I really, I really, really liked. And, uh, you know, it was something that definitely um, had an impact on me and uh, something that I wanted to have in a college. Nice. Um, and so that was a huge reason why I chose GU. And then, of course, you know, I like when I went and visited, um, there's this thing that Gonzaga has called Gel Weekend. Uh -huh. And um, it's like a big preview weekend that they do for all the prospective right. students. And um, uh, there's like different activities you can do. And like, depending upon your major, you'll get sent to different places. And so obviously I'd pick broadcasting as my potential major. So they sent me to broadcasting and I remember I just had so much fun. And um, yeah, it was like a little small studio, but like it, it was, it was great. And everybody that I got back from that, like when I got back from my thing, everybody was like, oh, it was so boring, like everybody else's. And I was like, oh, mine was great. And so that was another reason why I was like, okay, okay. like this, this, this might all work. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So as a sports director there at CREM2, uh, what are, what are some of your like daily responsibilities? What are you, cause it's not just on air, right? You're not just an on air personality. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you're responsible for as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I mean, first of all, the first thing that pops to mind is scheduling. My schedule okay. is always changing. Um, okay. same with our weekend sports anchor and especially now in coronavirus times, right. um, you know, I, I used to send out more of like a detailed sports schedule that was like a two week long sports schedule every week now it's just not it's it's not worth it for me to do it because right. things change sure. um i mean sure. like even like last night when i went it i i sent an email at like three being like okay this is what i'm going to do tomorrow in sports and then i had to be like 
at like nine, I had to be like, we're changing everything. Sorry. Like, and then, yeah. you know, this, this morning, like we got an email from Eastern saying that they're, um, I know this is going to be dated when I say that now, I'm sorry, but you know, we, we get a morning, for, we get an uh, email from Eastern saying, Hey, like yeah. our games are canceled for this week because of COVID. So, yeah. you know, things just are consistent, constantly just changing and going. And so, you know, that's, scheduling right now is really huge um but like i said i really only schedule one day at a time at this point it's just not right <laughs> not right it makes sense going further <laughs> um yeah. i did i did it one week and by the end of the week i was like this is completely null and void what am i doing here like <laughs> right right um yeah so so there's that but um you know i I, you know, we shoot a lot of our own video. Obviously we get help from photographs and stuff like that, but a lot of shooting, um, a lot of, you know, all, all the sports casts I do pretty much are edited by me. Um, you know, I, I do all the graphics, I do all the, all the video, I do all the writing. Um, you know, the public only sees my face on camera really actually for about 30 seconds in the 6, 10 and the 11 because of the fact that I'm normally like starting and I'm starting the sports cast with me in it and then ending it with me in it, but everything else is normally video, either in terms of highlights or packages or, you know, some sort of commentary or something like that. Right. Um, so yeah, so yeah, you see me on camera for about 30 seconds, but uh, so it's a very, me actually being on camera is a very minor part of my job, actually, when you okay. look at it. There's, there's yeah. so much more work that goes into it, so. Yeah, and you guys just put together uh, some awesome specials for uh, Gonzaga. Is that correct? You got, and you guys did everything, right? You did all the editing. Yes. You did everything in-house yes. there. That's awesome. Those, yeah. uh, those were super cool. If, if they Are we able to see those now, if, like on a YouTube channel or something, if, if someone was um, interested? I think the one, the last one that we did might, mm, I don't know. I think we, we didn't take the time to put them on because of the fact that uh, they were okay. previews. And sure. so it was like, well you know, is this really like something that is right. gonna, um, like people are gonna watch afterwards. Um, right. Right. However, I will say that a lot of like the features in those um, mm -hmm. that are a little bit more evergreen, a lot of the, all of those are on YouTube. Um, the ones okay. with, you know, so like the feature we did with Ram before the Baylor game that didn't happen, that's on YouTube. The okay. feature we did with Drew Timmy's parents before Virginia game that's on YouTube okay a lot of the breakdowns about the games are on YouTube that sort of thing so yeah awesome what um let me ask you this what what year I guess were you at Gonzaga was it with Pangos and the Sabonis years and those guys were on the team not quite Sabonis Sabonis okay. came in I believe the year after I graduated okay so um so yeah I was there 2010 to 2014 okay so my freshman year was like one of the last times where like there was actually a question of if Gonzaga was going to make the NCAA tournament that year. Right. They right. had to win their they had to win their conference tournament to make it in. Thankfully they won. Yes. And yes. Uh, and then Pangos came my sophomore year. Okay. And um, so yeah, I was there with like Karnowski, um, Sam gotcha. Dower, Kelly Olenek. I actually my yeah. my second class ever at Gonzaga had Kelly Olenek and Sam Dower in it. Nice. So I was, I was uh, tight with them. So, so yeah. Cool. Cool. Let me ask you this then. How does this year's team, obviously number one in the country, 
blowing their competition out of the water uh, to this point in the season. How does this year's team compare to teams of the past, teams that kind of laid the foundation for what is now known as, as Gonzaga basketball? They're different. They're yeah. just different. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if you need numbers to back it up. Like, obviously there are numbers, mm-hmm. but for me, like, obviously I've, a lot of, I've watched a lot of Gonzaga basketball over the last 10 years. Yeah. And there is just this feeling that is different in the pit of your stomach. Um, you know, other teams, you're like kind of worried that they're going to somehow like lose this game and screw it up. Even like last year's team, there was like a little bit of like, Oh man, are they going to get through it? I think they are, you know? Um, and, uh, 2017, the you know team that went to the national championship, I would say that that team is the only other team that rivals this team in terms of like, when I watch, I'm like, yeah, they're going to win. Like, that's just how I feel about it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and, and, and even I feel even more sure of it with this team than I did with the 2017 team. So um, just the gut feeling is, is something that, um, I've I've never felt before with the Gonzaga team. Yeah, and it's I've been watching Gonzaga since I was little, since I could remember players' names and stuff. And I've heard rumors. I don't know if they were said by you guys or whoever, but possibly three All Americans on this team. I mean, that's yes. that's unprecedented, especially for a small school like Gonzaga, who's I think still coming into their notoriety. You know what I mean Na- on a nationwide scale. We here yeah. in the Spokane Coeur d'Alene area know, of course, who Gonzaga is, but ESPNs of the world and the Fox Sports of the world are now covering more games. And yeah, I think just notoriety as a whole has come full swing for, for Gonzaga. What are your thoughts on the potential of uh, three All-Americans on the roster? Yeah, I mean, it's not just those of us in the local media that are saying it. It's a lot of national media members who are saying it. Um, yeah. I, I see it happening. It's wild. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were, <laughs> it was, um, it was Dan Dickow's podcast that he has with Jeff Goodman. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Or Jeff Goodman hopped on for that podcast, I guess I should okay. say. Okay. Um, and yeah, they were Kispert, Suggs, Timmy. I, I mean, I, I see them making, I, I see them making, you know, one of those, all of them making one of those three all American teams. Yeah. Um, Kispert right now feels like the obvious pick to me to make, uh, mm-hmm. make first team. Yeah, um, I would agree. You know, you could have Suggs and Timmy on the second team. You could have Suggs on the second team, Timmy on the third team. You know, obviously we still have a lot of season to play out. So yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't think that's out of the question by, by any means. Right. Right. And let me let me switch gears a little bit here. Uh, we live in a world of, of social media and, and updates and, and things like that. And you're pretty active yourself on Twitter. But how has social media kind of changed the, the landscape of broadcasting, if you will? You had mentioned uh, like Jeff Goodman and, and Dan Dickow's podcast. They have that. Is it called the Field of 68? Um, um, that's that the network that they're on. The network that they're on. Yeah. So yeah. how has how has Twitter kind of helped connect uh, broadcasters nationwide, whether you're at the the local news level or the nationwide level or, or what have you? I guess, first off, I should say, I don't know a world without Twitter in, uh, sports broadcasting. Um, however, you know, I can look at it 
and see how different things were in the past and just right. know that it is, I mean, you know, we're, we're Twitter first mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to stuff. Right. So, you know, even before like posting on the web, it's like, okay, let's, let's get this tweeted out real quick. So yeah. um, I, I just see how, how, you know, how different my job would be if I were doing this back in like 1990. Right. I would just be on TV and mm -hmm. like just working on my sports cast every day. And right. um, there are so many more added layers now with Twitter and with, um, and with the web. Um, right. There's so much more because obviously, you know, another thing that I'm doing is writing web stories and things like that. Yeah. Um, now I could see it. The thing about Twitter that does make things a little bit easier in a way is like when you get something, you know, if you have something to break, you break it. Yeah. And, um, and so therefore like, then we can kind of react to that and be like, okay, you know, whatever. Whereas back in the old days, it's like, all right, save it for the newscast. And then, you know, you find out something else from somebody else and you're like, oh shoot, that wasn't in my sports cast today. Now I got to wait for another four hours before I get to talk about it, you know, whatever. Right. right. So, so that's nice. I mean, obviously, you know, one of the things that is, is really great about it too, is it makes it so much easier to connect with national people. True. Um, yeah. You know, I have so many more connections on that level because of Twitter than I would have yeah. ever had it without Twitter. Um, so yeah. that's another thing that's just really, um, that's really awesome about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love Twitter. Twitter's my, Twitter's my jam. Um, yeah. Even if the people can sometimes be a little um, obnoxious on it, but that's okay. True. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. um, that's, you know, when it comes to sports, Twitter is, Twitter is the place to be, and uh, it, it's definitely really helpful um, just in terms of mining information and, and making connections, and um, and it's it's changed. It's totally changed how sports journalism um, is, is done. Right, right. And, uh, you know, switching gears again a little bit, uh, over your years of, of broadcasting a variety of different sports, um, what's been your favorite sport that you've that you've been able to cover right like at either at the sports director level or at your local uh, time in gonzaga i mean there's been some amazing teams to roll through campus there there's probably been other sporting events that you're like man i'm lucky to to have this opportunity what's kind of the top of your mount rushmore if you will I think if you're asking about the favorite team I've ever covered, it has yeah. to be um, the 2018 WSU Cougars team with Gardner Benchio on it. Okay. That was, yeah, that was so much fun. Um, it was okay. just, it was, it was just, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was insane to watch happen. I was new to the market. That was my first year covering WSU. Okay. So I'm just like, what is going on here? Like, you know, he becomes like a national name. Like yeah. the Alamo Bowl was, was really fun. Um, and he was just hilarious during it. Um, and that, That's the year those... college game day was there, right? On campus? Yes. Okay, that was probably wild. And that was crazy too. Um, yeah. At first I wasn't supposed to go to that and I like begged my bosses to let me go. I was like, I will work for free. I do not care. I need yeah. to be there for that. 
And they yeah. were like, well, good news because our affiliates in Seattle and Portland want live shots from it. So that's going to be your job. And I'm like, great. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, but it was, uh, that, that was just a crazy year. Um, yeah. it was so much fun to cover. I, man, it would have been insane to go to a Rose Bowl, but, um, yeah. But yeah, that was really fun. And then also that Gonzaga team that year um, that lost to Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. That was a great team to cover too. That was that sure. was that was that was a great squad. And um, and you know, still, oh, man, still just I've just watching those guys walk off after yeah. losing to Texas Tech was one of because you know we were underneath in the tunnel, so we mm-hmm. kind of see them kind of like come down a little bit. Right. And it was just, it was heartbreaking. It was yeah. heartbreaking to watch them go off the floor. So, mm-hmm. um, so those were two teams that were, that really stand out. Um, that were just, you know, a lot of fun. I mean, honestly, like all the Gonzaga teams that I've covered yeah. have been great. All the WSU teams that I've covered have been great. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, but, but when it comes to just ridiculous things, I think it has to be, it has to be that 2018 WSU team. Gardner as a cut from a different cloth, I think. I don't yeah. know him personally, but he just he kind of walks to the beat of his own drum. But I love it. I love it. And he and he brought right. a ton of positive national attention to WSU's football program, which was super cool. So yeah, and it, his fam I know his family actually probably better than I know Gardner. And uh they're amazing. I love them. Like I'm, they are yeah. they're they're just a hoot. So it's not it's not surprising to me that uh the gardener gardener came from them because they're just they're just lovely people to be around yeah for those that maybe don't know you can correct me if i'm wrong but he goes by gardner Minshew the second i believe in the nfl and he and there's no first there's so no there first is actually oh there is okay yeah You're there debunk is it. okay yeah so his dad's first name is gardner um okay. but he goes by flint okay see you just debunked this this national yeah. story that's been swirling around yeah, so okay. it, it, I think that's been out there for a little bit, but a lot of people just think that a lot of people just didn't see it, and so uh, so yeah. Okay. Anyways, it was um, yeah. It's it's it's. I understand why it went like that because everyone's like, well, his name's Flint. He's not Gardner, so what, right, what the right. heck? But okay, yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I just heard this morning. You probably heard the news way before I did, but uh, March Madness is going to be in the state of Indiana this year. Are you going to be afforded the opportunity to kind of hang out or how are they doing that with coronavirus? Great question. Uh, I know nothing. Okay. So <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> I, I see, I seem to have this conversation with someone or in my head at least once a day where I'm okay. like, what are we going to do here? Yeah. Um, because I just don't know. Um, okay. But I don't think the NCAA knows either. Um, and, you know, then it becomes a question of, planting me in a city for you know three weeks like right is that feasible how does this work like there's there's just a lot of um a lot of questions and not a lot of answers right now um so I'm hoping in the next month that will be clearer you know right now um the final four and the national championship are on our station they're on creme this year Okay. Um, unless they somehow decide to switch it back to TNT because TNT was supposed to have it last year and they didn't have it. As right. of right now, they're supposed to be on CBS. And okay. I don't think CBS is going to let that go. So yeah. um, so that's another thing where it's like, oh, man, they're on, it's on our station. 
So, um, yeah. so yeah, we, we have a lot of questions right now. Not right. a ton of answers. Sure. But, you know, I, I, I can't do anything about that currently. So all I can do is sit and have conversations with people and, <laughs> and hope right. and pray. And, and those conversations are going to probably start soon. But I, I just, none of us really know. None yeah. Know. Yeah. That's kind of how the, the last year's gone. So uh, last thing I'm going to do, uh, I, I do this with every guest I have on the podcast. I have uh, seven questions. And it's kind of rapid fire. You don't have to give lengthy answers if you don't want to. Just first thing that pops into your head. Uh, The listeners, those who watch on YouTube are going to get to know you a little bit better and get to understand kind of they'll be peeking inside your brain, if you will, peeking inside the mind of Brenna Green. So are you ready for this? I I was born ready. Okay. All right. So favorite food while you're traveling? If I'm in California, it's in and out. In and out. Okay. Yeah, that's a a popular answer. That's a popular answer. Uh, Favorite sporting event you've attended, not necessarily covered, but just attended in general. Uh, 2017 final four and national championship. Amazing. I mean, so so it was, it was, it it was more than just a game. It was like a huge Gonzaga reunion. Yeah. Um, And that's what made it really special. Okay. Uh, Favorite sport to play yourself. Were you involved in intramurals or anything in your time at Gonzaga? Oh, I'm an intramural basketball champion, baby. Uh, okay, so um, basketball through and through. It's in your veins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I pretty much, I was a basketball player and a figure skater growing up. So try to reckon that one together. But those are those were okay. my two sports. So there a you go. figure skater. All right. All yeah. right. All right. What's the uh, top of your bucket list? Whether it's a sporting event, maybe it's something you're doing in your free time. What is the number one thing on the bucket list? Oh, it's tough with Corona and everything going on right now, but in, in normal circumstances, normal circumstances, I think, yeah. um, I really want to get to Banff and, okay. uh, I, I really like national parks. I have like three more hikes I need to do in Glacier before I kind of like complete Glacier. So that's another thing. Okay. All right. Um, where I'm like, I just really want to like finish Glacier. And so, uh, so yeah, anyways, that's, that's another one that I am uh that I'm trying to trying to get done right now so okay okay uh favorite way to spend your free time you kind of just touched on it but what's the number one thing away from work that is your favorite go-to yeah I I love hiking and I love um taking pictures while hiking that's like my kind of my creative outlet okay love it uh and then favorite vacation spot Normal circumstances again. Normal, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I probably have to qualify that with like, if you're going like adventure vacation, it's Glacier because I'm obsessed yeah. with Glacier. It's my spot. Yeah. Um, if we're going like chill vacation, it's, it's probably like the classic. Actually, you know what? No, I've been to Australia. Australia is amazing. Okay. So I'm going All with right. Australia. Uh, close runner up would be Switzerland. Switzerland, Ooh. also an incredible country. Okay. Definitely go there if you can go there. Are you a skier or snowboarder then? I, I grew or... up skiing. So you got to be in the Alps? I, I When I went, it was like July. So oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. But it was <laughs> Not beautiful. Ideal ski season. Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> okay. So. Last one I have for you. A uh, piece of advice you'd give someone who's maybe wanting to break into the broadcasting world. Um just work your booty off. Um, the, 
this business rewards people who work hard. Um, okay. You cannot just get by with, you know, having a big Twitter following or, you know, whatever, like you have to put, put your money where your mouth is. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're not going to succeed. So just be ready to know that this job is not that it's not as glamorous as it may look from the outside. Uh, you know, for example, during the WCC tournament this year, the night before we had um, state basketball here in Spokane, I got done with that, packed up my stuff, went to the airport, got on a plane, drove to Julian Strother's house for Gonzaga. He's from yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah. Like hung out in my car for like an hour, kind of like slept a little bit in my car, <sighs> okay. went and did that story, got, went to the hotel and then sat there and like, until like 3 a.m. was like working on a package about him. So okay. like, I basically didn't sleep for like over 20, like I kind of slept a little bit, but not that much. So like, that's nice. what, what it takes yeah. to, to go do something and be different and be special and be noticed is to, you know, say, all right. I mean, the same thing happened with the cheese at bowl this year. I did not sleep for like 48 hours. I'm not even joking. Okay. So, cause I'd go all live right. in the morning. So, yeah. you know, there are sacrifices you're going to have to make and uh, you will survive but yes. it will it, it it won't be as uh as cool as it looks on tv so. right right okay so this is actually a last question for, for me more so than anyone watching or listening seattle got an nhl team an nhl franchise is there going to be nhl coverage uh from you guys are you guys going to be over there covering much of that or you know I don't think I don't we've really gotten the there yet. I was going to say, I don't even know what the NHL is doing this year. Are, are they having fans? They're not, they're, they... Seattle doesn't start this year. They start next, next year. year. Next year. Okay. So, um, so, you know, obviously we just, we have a, a lot of stuff coming up in the next three months, sure. uh, especially sure. since the Super Bowl is also on creme this year. So if the yeah. Seahawks make it, that's another thing we have to worry about. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll just have to see. I, okay. I you know, I, I think that that's something that we'll kind of handle when it happens. We're lucky okay. in terms of the fact that yeah. uh, we do have um, our station, uh, our, the company that owns our station also owns a station in Seattle. Okay. So like, you know, they might be going live for us or something like sure, that too sure. in that sort of situation. Um, nice. I, I just don't know. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to see what the appetite is locally. That's like the biggest thing for right. me. Right. What's the right. appetite locally on this? You know, is it gonna be like the Seahawks where it's a huge thing, or is it gonna be like the Sounders where like you know we'll cover them when they're in the playoffs, but that's about right. it. Right. So that's okay. that's kind of something we have we have to kind of weigh. So. All right. I like it. Well, thank you again for carving out some time in your hectic you schedule. Um, where can we find you on Twitter for those that are active on Twitter and, and where else on social media are you posting up? Um, at Brenna Green underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks again, Brenna. Uh All right. Well, there you have it. Another episode in the books. Hopefully you guys liked what you heard. It was a very special episode, uh, just in terms of the, the stature of the guests that we're lining up, man. We're getting big time. 2021 is going to be a huge year for the podcast. We've already got a massive, I mean massive January lined up. 
Uh, if you guys like what you heard, again, do us a huge favor. Hit that thumbs up button. Smash the subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, anywhere that you can listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, the more you guys interact with us and give us those thumbs up and subscribes and reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, we're kind of new to that platform, but uh, if you give us the reviews, it helps us kind of grow this channel and get more um, exposure. So uh, word of mouth is kind of what we're relying on. So if you guys like what you heard, do us a huge favor, do anything you can to help this podcast grow. Tell your friends, tell your family. It's an awesome show. More awesome episodes to come. That's all I got for you. Have a wonderful weekend if you're listening to this on Friday, release day, or Saturday or Sunday. If you're waiting until the new week to start your week off, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're on uh, a bike and you got this in the headphones, maybe you're at the gym rocking out to some podcasts. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thank you for your support. Have a good weekend.